He's right in front of me, and I can honestly tell him that I'm going to knock him spark out. Leaping right hand by the Prince. Ooh. And up hard left. And Kelly's down for the third time. Whoa! He's for real. The Unbelievable. For real. One more touchdown. And Cardinal has gone. Bernard Dunn is the champion of the world. Bernard Dunn is the champion of the world. Fantastic, Bernard. Fantastic. And here comes Andy Lee in now. very welcome along to Off The Brawl, your weekly boxing show here on Off The Ball. I'm Ronan Mullen, joined as ever by Phil Egan and former middleweight champion of the world, Andy Lee. Yeah. Back from Liverpool, Andy. Back from Liverpool. Was it enjoyable? No, it was. Yeah, yeah better than. Better card than I expected. And a better main event than most people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was... I don't know. It's a great buzz around Liverpool at the moment, of course. There we go again. <laughs> there actually is, though. It's a lovely yeah. city, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Is there like, a big right. crowd in the arena? It was, yeah, it wasn't full, full, but it was, yeah, 95% full. So, um, mixed reaction, obviously, after the fight. Um, the rider had a good few people there as well. So, they were booing, obviously. The Liverpool crowd weren't 100% sure, I don't think. You know, so. It was a bit of a weird atmosphere after the fight. I don't know. How did you guys score it? I, like I thought it was it was close, and I'll be honest, when the scores are being read out, I half expected split decision to be mm. to be called out. So when I heard the first card from Terry O'Connor, one seventeen, one eleven, I just thought, ah, no, like like whether Ryder had lost or not, and if it was closer on the cards I, I know you can argue it's still a loss but it must be disheartening to know that you've put so much into it and one judge has decided that you only won three rounds in the whole fight mm. what do you think it seems like a routine thing i say it every week that scoring even run rounds are close you have to pick a winner and often it's the same guy nicking the rounds but i actually felt Ryder was winning i give Ryder at least six rounds in that fight if you can find six for smith as well or if one was even a draw, I have no problem. Even if Smith gets to play around, I have no problem. But those scorecards were a joke. Yeah. That kind of made it, made it worse. You know, it I don't think there'd be as many complaints had the scores been, been reflective of the fight in most people's eyes. Um, Steve Bunce and Mike Costello, they had it a draw. I had it by two rounds to Smith. Um, there was possibly one round, I think it might have been round eight, like after, when you're commentating, there's a button where you press it to put you through to the, direct, to the director in the van. So you just direct, the bell goes and you press the button, you say Smith's round or Ryder's round, whoever. And then they tally it up. And I pressed the button, Smith's round. And then while Andy Clark was talking, I was just reflecting on it. And it was, it was like that. The round was nothing in it. You know, there was absolutely nothing. I was probably thinking, I thought like that was probably right as round. Like they both were, had good work. They both just that he. So that was you know, there was only one round there where I wasn't sure of what I said. So I, but it ended up being two rounds Smith. It could have probably was one round to Smith. But it, um, so would that that would have leveled it on your scorecard. No, it? it would have been still one round to Smith. Still would have been one round to Smith. Um, what are you looking for when you're judging? Is that the <coughs> problem that? All three judges are looking for different things. I don't know. I don't know what they're looking for. I'm looking for clean, effective punching, and I, like about volume. Volume, yeah, but it's irrelevant you if you're you not landing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's just if if you're throwing a lot of shots and you're walking forward, and you might land maybe you know a couple of shots out of those volley of ten shots. Mm. Then you're gonna win the round. If the other guys do nothing, you're gonna win the round. But there was, he was still being like he was still being picked apart in between his aggression. I thought at times, Ryder, mm. and when Smith kind of put it together, like w- was classy at times. You know, put his hands with the especially with the jab, uppercut, right hand at short range. Um, Smith got kind of caught up in looking for that counter punch that he's always always landed where he'll catch your punch and then he'll counter it immediately. So he kind of was, in, in some ways, he's probably la- allowing Ryder to, to have him on the ropes too much, mm-hmm. too often. 
So he was trying to ca catch and counter. Uh, but then, like with Smith, there he just couldn't make the adjustment of finding someone so small and so bullish and strong as well. So it's it was tough, yeah. But like, yeah, I got a lot of stick for my scorecard. But I just like it's my scorecard means absolutely nothing to nobody. Yeah. What like that means makes no like it doesn't. People are mad, like mad at me for my scorecard, but actually <laughs> it has no bearing on the yeah, fight. It's, it's just, just my an, opinion. It's, it's That's opinion. just if anything, just yours was at least fair to both fighters. It was just there. On, scorecards weren't. It was just there on like you know. But you, you never please everyone though. You, like if you would give yeah. Ryder the fight. Then people There'd be said, as many, yeah. yeah but like, so. it's not going to go down as an all-time classic. But I think it was such a fascinating fight in so many ways. But just on on the commentary side of it, Andy, and I know I've asked you this question before, but the difference between commentating on the radio for mm. BBC, where you have the whole round off effectively, and you're kind of summing up your thoughts, and it's probably presuming I'm uh, projecting here, but it has to be easier to score a round when you're not speaking all the time. Yeah, because you're watching it. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's and it is. It's like you're you know, doing two need, different jobs. Yeah, then. yeah, and also <laughs> very hard. Very well, hard. No, there's no, no excuses. <laughs> I stand over my card. I don't care what anybody says. You know, no one has hated the, No one's hated more than the man who speaks the truth. That's the, that's my that's my truth. So if you like it, you can pick whatever score you want. The fact is, it's not going to change the result. The scores, the first scores were too wide. It doesn't do doesn't do right or justice. But, the problem there is they were too wide. These guys will be back judging in the next few weeks, and you'd love to actually talk to them and say, "Can you talk me through why you gave that round?" But did they probably don't have to justify their scores, do they, to anyone? I don't think so. I think there, there probably is an internal review or something. You know, yeah, it probably is on a subconscious level, and they are only human. Like the home fighter, they're always going to give the edge. The champion is always going to get the edge. So. You're, like as as the old adage says, to beat someone in their hometown, you really have to rip the title off him. Mm. I felt Ryder did his very best to do that. Oh, he did. He did well. Like he could have probably. You don't really pick. You don't pick it up in round eleven. I, I think he lost round twelve. Mm. That wasn't. That was a very close round too. But I thought Smith did enough, matched him in that round, and did enough to win it. He had a big round eleven, but he should have stepped on the grass in round nine, round ten, when Smith was starting to wane. You know. And on the technicalities, you made an interesting point last week that Ryder should use his height disadvantage to his advantage, and yeah. he certainly did he that. He did, yeah, he did. And that, that, like, you know, that catcher, counter hook wasn't working, it was just sailing over his head. Um, he's an awkward fella to fight, Ryder, because he is so strong and small. Southpaw as well. Mm. And Smith hasn't fought many southpaws. That's his only the second southpaw he's fought oh, in his career. I didn't think it was that few. It's crazy, isn't it? So, mm. is that. Something for potential opponents. Was Saunders? Yeah. Mm. To look at. Was he one of those people that had contacted Eddie Hearn? Who knows? After I, the apparently, the apparently, uh, uh, Eddie Hearn said that that Eddie Renoso, the yeah, the manager of uh, and trainer of uh, Canelo, had been in touch mm. while the fight was going on. I'm really shouldn't have said that, but hey, this is an exclusive for my uh, for the after ball, after the brawl. Always delivering. But yeah. one of my favourite shots in boxing is the up jab and yeah. Ryder. Just because he's so small, every jab he throws is an up jab. Yeah, because it's a perfect shot from that perspective, and it was really effective the other night. Yeah, he, like he did really well, and he raised, he stepped up, and, and performed. You know, at the, at the what is the highest level? So what happens for him now? Because other fighters will think, oof, he's actually a lot better than we thought. I don't want to give him a, a crack. So does he have to go back down and work his way back up again? I think like a natural fight for them now would be him versus Rocky Fielding again. Back in Liverpool, Fielding has a split decision win over him. Now, it wasn't a classic, but it fills up a good undercard and it sets up the winner for another push. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be on the next Smith show. Like, if mm. you want to try and build it again, a rematch doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's not the most lucrative fight. And as we've said, Smith's been spinning his wheels for a while and probably wants to get, make some money That's in 2020. Like, I can totally see why Smith performed the way he did. It just, not that he underestimated him, uh, what Ryder, but so somewhere in the back of your mind, it's not the fight you want. It's not, it's not something you can, I know it's, I know it's, you can't really say that. You shouldn't really say that, but it actually happens. You know what I mean? Especially when you've been in the ring so many times and doing it from a kid. This is not a fight he really wanted. But I thought maybe the the attraction of fighting in Liverpool though might that that only holds so much. He's done it plenty of times. Yeah. You know, it's not the first time he's fought there. 
even in that arena. So I don't know. He had a similar scenario in the Super Series when he was supposed to fight Jurgen Bremer and he Nicky Holston stepped in and he was a, he fought a, a one of them boys. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like he, it was a terrible fight. Yeah, and he had a tough time with him, you know? Yeah. Your man was jabbing and out jabbing him. But uh, that, that, like, maybe he's just that guy who needs a challenge to raise his game. Yeah, and how difficult is it when you go into a fight and you're in a certain gear and then you realise, oh geez, I really oh, have to step it up. Yeah, I know, it's impossible. It's not like it's one of the hardest things. Sometimes it's always better to start fast because slowing down is not, not as... But if you start slow and you have to pick it up, it's, it's, a, it's a huge adjustment to make and a tough one to make too. Yeah, and with your coaching hat on and similar in dimension to Smith, you would be... Is he fighting too small? Should he be fighting taller? He always fights like that, doesn't he? I don't think if you change that about him, he's not going to be the fighter he is. Um, but if you if he called you up and not to discredit Joe Gallagher, but if he asked you for advice, would you say oh, they watched the show last week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said uh, I was bumped the Callum in the hotel before the fight. He said, "Oh, Andy, thank you very much for what you said on the podcast." Oh, listen, well, he said, yeah, yeah. And then Joe Gallagher pulled me up and said, "What do you mean by a typical Joe Gallagher fighter?" <laughs> <laughs> He did. <laughs> so I said, Joe, he stands like this. He walks forward. He throws good body shots. Oh, he said, that's not a typical fighter. My typical fighter is Liam. He said, because he's more like Donald Curry, where he bobs and pops up. I said, fair enough. You Are know. you retracting your statement? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm only saying it from the outside. Mm, but like, there's certain fighters in that stable where it makes all the sense in the world to box like that. But Smith, with those long arms. I know, but you'd, he'd lose it, though, because... He'd lose what he is, you know what I mean? It's kind of he's a law that he can fight up close as well from being, and he can fight it long. We don't, you don't really see him stand on the outside boxing and jabbing, you know. It's kind of like he'll stand and he'll touch, 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 and then when he comes in, he he'll rip rip hooks. Um, Was there much difference in the? It's something you don't really see on TV. The impact of the punches up close does that sway in any way? Where Smith's probably the more natural super middleweight. Yeah, but. It was just a classier work as well from Smith. You know, when he did get at distance and he 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 let his shots go, um, but he he made it. Um, I think Smith made it a harder fight than it had to be because all he had to do was, as he did at times, tie him up, walk him forward, back him up, and then get back to boxing. But he got drawn into trying to counter off the ropes. Mm. And that was the first time he was caught, really. Uh, two cuts. Yeah. Do you remember your first cut and what it was like? Mm. I remember the first cut. Yeah, it just. I, to be honest, it didn't affect me. I just just kept on going. Yeah, it kept on going. The uh, two two nasty little cuts, yeah, mm. on him. But yeah, it was a good fight and a good card too. Like the Bill and Smith Glover fight was was a throwback. Wasn't it like a fight yeah. from a hundred years ago? Yeah, <laughs> two big guys just ripping like just just throwing big stiff heavy shots and they're like it was it was a crazy fight. It's a crazy fight to be this close to him. Like these two big huge guys just like. The power in their shots was mad. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm impressed with Bill and Smith, the yeah. few times I've seen him. And, and Glover, he's a Liverpool boy, isn't he? So Yeah, managed by Tony Bellew, so a bit of disappointment for him. A little bit of nervous energy from him as well, it seemed, that he probably mm. maybe froze ever so slightly. They were both throwing so many hard shots. Like the, you know, when you're in that type of fight, when there's so much power there, you can't, you, you're kind of, you know, you're not froze, but you know you can't make one mistake. You mm. know you can't make one mistake. And it could have been any of them. It could have been either of them. The way they were punching, it could have been either, either man. You knew it wasn't going to last yeah, much longer anyway. Arguably the best fight. fight on the card wasn't on television. Oh, come on. The best, yeah. And the fight of the night for me, James Tennyson. Like most nights, he yeah, delivers. Ma- oh, my God. He's the postman. Did you get to see this, Phil? I have, I've only seen it. Was the, on face, it was yeah. on the Facebook, so it was hard to get. But You were obviously oh, in there in time, were you? I was there, yeah, yeah. And I was loving every round of it. Yeah, what a man. And so carefree, like... But same in the hotel, having breakfast, having these eggs. Oh yeah, you know. And I was saying, you don't have to chase this guy because they, they they suspected that Evans was going to run and circle the ring and tried to be slick. So I said, you don't have to chase him. If you don't go, if you chase him, he might feed him. So I said, let him circle the ring, stand back and use your jab. You can box too, and he'll get anxious because if you're not chasing him, you'll go against his game plan. But Evans, the first round came and he just Evans just came straight out firing shots. And I said, Oh my like James gonna like Tennyson just just ate him up. Yeah. Hurt him badly in the first round. Like Evans did so well to can take to get to the what was it, eleventh round? Yeah. Yeah, did so well to get to that to get to that point. I'm sure he broke his nose. Huge swelling on his eye. Yeah. Um and taking a pummeling. But he had his he's had his moments in the fight too. He like 
up with tennis. I mean, he's, he's like a he's a wrecking machine, isn't he? We've seen our fair share of um, of Craig Evans over the years, but mm. like James Tennyson dealt with him in a way that you don't really see him getting manhandled like that. No. And Tennyson, the only one is I want like the, it's going to be a hard, hard fight for anybody. Like yeah. somebody like Farmer is probably all wrong for him. Yeah. You know, with the right world title fight against someone of a similar, mm. you'd know, wonder. Approach. You just worry about his defense. You know, but that power will. Yeah, take I know, over. but how much you can only it's like water on a stone. You know, it keeps dripping, 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 and eventually a stone will break. So I just wonder, you know, but that power is world class. You know, it is. Yeah, if he could just get a little bit more head movement and. But it just it doesn't doesn't stop, does he? No, to do it in the eleventh round. Yeah, that no, was a brilliant, brilliant finish. Definitely mm. big shout for Irish Fighter of the Year. Just the way, just yeah, his form. To, yeah, it has to be. Well, I don't know. I can't say it has to be. That's probably high. Well, there's a few in the to, conversation. Have to, you have to look around. He's certainly that in the Katie Taylor. He's certainly in that <laughs> yeah. conversation. Yeah, but like he's up there. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, definitely my fighter tonight. And it's such a shame he wasn't on, on on the TV. I think it was because I think Evans is still with Frank Warren. Didn't, I don't you want to give him any play, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's he should be fighting for the British title now, shouldn't mm. he? You know, he should be. I think I think it's I think it's vacant at the moment. This was pretty this wasn't for it, you know. Yeah. But, was but he's beaten like he's beaten Martin J. Ward in the past and you know, he's he's at, he's at that level, if not past that level at this stage. So like even European title shot, build to another world title, but um, just um Good win for Anthony Fowler on the card. Went for an very fight. awkward opponent. Yeah, very tough opponent. But he handled him well. And I said on the commentary, like I said, I think Dave Dave Caldwell's being tough, <laughs> being like being quite harsh on him. And I said that I said to the, uh, Caldwell after, I said like, he said, no, Andy, if I tell him he's doing well, he just it'll all just go out, go go out the window. Everything will go. I have to stay on him. He said, I have to stay on him. So it's a bit of man management there, because I thought he was going to be because after the fight, Caldwell was quite pleased with his man, wasn't he, with with Rafaela. But I guess his guess is no one your fighter, isn't it? And they're making failure against Fitz at Deepdale. Or they're going to try Are to they? do it. They're going to try and do it, yeah. Mm. So I'm not sure if it's a boxing hot pedestal. Pressing going well as well in the championship. Pressing could be in the Premier League. This is boxing show. <laughs> yeah. But also it, fi- it feeds into <laughs> the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> Deepdale is never full, is it? It always seems no, to be. No, but Shawnee Maguire is doing his best to make sure it is full. Yeah. And full of goals if they're if there's a good buzz around Preston they're going to come out and support their fighter as well yeah these things like they go hand in hand well there's a big buzz there's around Alabama at the moment because Deontay Wilder delivered again even though how's the team doing huh how's the team doing the team Wilder Alabama what is it the Alabama football team yeah the Crimson Tide is it what's uh last chance you they're oh, Alabama yeah. aren't they yeah I haven't, I haven't watched enough of that I hear the soccer team how are they doing Phil? Who's the soccer team? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. you're all about the soccer. They might have a collegiate team. Yeah, well, uh, they could get Deontay Wilder out to bring his belt to maybe bring some, draw some eyeballs because uh, another showreel knockout there at the weekend. And even if you don't watch his fights, if you wake up the next morning and you're not a boxing fan, you're scrolling through Twitter, you're going to see that knockout. You're going to think this guy's the greatest thing since Muhammad Ali. So mm. he, he did his job. But see, I've just kind of given up analysing his style because... There's no point. He's just gonna make it look silly with that. Yeah, like, that power is ridiculous. Yeah, he, and you can see what like Ortiz did was he like, win a round? Maybe no, the sixth just, round. No, there was an argument. I think for the, fir- the third, maybe I don't yeah. know, but probably not. Yeah, but he's like he in his interview. He was quite quite smart. He said people don't give me you know for my ring IQ, don't give me credit. And he sometimes if sometimes you get. Kind of get caught in that game where you where you you're, you're fencing with the lead hand all the time, and you don't actually let your backhand go, whether it be your right or your left. Mm. And sometimes you can get kind of stuck. At, and you could see then in round six, he had to start freeing up, even though it wasn't landing. He was freeing up, and he, and he said in his interview, "I threw it a few times in the sixth round just to to, to, to show him, like basically saying that he set the pattern because he was throwing it wide. He was throwing it wide, and then the, went the, the knockout punch was straight down the straight down the pipe, like but scary power." Because it didn't even look like it kind of hit on the face. He missed with one <laughs> top of the head before yeah. that. And, and he did have yeah, Ortiz got out of the way and kind of smiled at him. Yeah. And I wonder, is it a case as well? Was Ortiz thinking this is easy? Did he just get a bit comfortable? It was. It was within the last few seconds of the round. Wasn't Seven it? seconds left. Backing up when he landed that punch. He was yeah. getting confident. That yeah. was a good round for Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, it was a good round. So. Um, 
But it goes back to what he, he says it all the time. One one second, that's all it takes. Like yeah. you can go, you have to be perfect for the thirty six minutes, and he just needs one second, and it's true. And what it does is, like, it makes for this. It's going to be an intriguing rematch, isn't it? With him and Fury, both men are going to be better. Yeah, like Fury, I think will be the more improved because he'd be in better shape. But as good as like he could outbox him for twelve rounds just for one second. I think you have to knock Wilder out to beat him. I don't think if he not, if he knocks Fury down again, he won't let him off the hook this time. But Fury could just as easily win every round, mm. get to the twelfth round, and get knocked out again. <laughs> see, so, the, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the way it is. Like, see, I think the, the argument I make for Fury in this fight, obviously, he'll outbox him all the time. But he could stop him. Yeah, Fury had him hurt. Yeah, because he was such a sharp puncher. Maybe he might realize I need to put him away this time. And he's well capable of it. Mm. So Fury had him hurt a few times in that fight. He was implored to go back to back up Agraf. Maybe that was the right thing. Maybe it wasn't because he nearly got got knocked out himself. But three years out, whatever for Fury, coming back to rinky dink fights, comeback fights didn't really weren't really fights. Mm. Then he goes in with the, the wilder fight. I, he's had two fights since then. Two, one, oh, Tom Swartz, not much, but Otto Wallen was a real fight. And what we improved from from now, between now, between now and the last fight with Wilder, is his concentration levels and maybe being able to sustain them for longer periods. Because that's all it was. Maybe the first knockdown with Wilder wasn't because it was shot at the back of the neck while he was coming off the ropes. It was an awkward punch and he went down. It wasn't that. It wasn't as concussive as the, f the second one, which was just a total lack of concentration because when Fury was on the ropes, he was made sure he was very switched on in terms of his defence. He was bobbing and weaving and, and doing everything he could, jinking and jiving, just to get out of the way of shots and, and, and to, to get back to the centre. But the second knockdown came when Fury was in the centre of the ring and wasn't that switched on. Probably just thought, I'm in the centre now, got him where I want. And then in a white line just, fever, just, even just maybe comes out. Yeah, thinking, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm there. there. I'm there now. I'm there. Yeah, like I've even, won. I've won. even with that second knockout, you could still like a lot of people still felt Fury should have got it on the cards. Mm. Yeah, and he, he won the rest of that round remarkably. <laughs> so it was it was insane. Thing is, and that with all teased twice. Like he, he didn't knock him out the first time. Bermain Stavern. Those guys are up there. Good, good heavyweights, you know. And he's knocking them out. And but he's knocking them out with one, with one punch, though. Yeah. It's it's um, it's frightening to watch. Just the speed of it. Yeah. And the shoulder. So is it is it the speed? Is that where the power comes? It's, from? it's obviously everything's together, connected from the foot to the. But you look the you fist. look at him and you don't really see the. Yeah, I know. Skinny, but it's freaky. It's freaky. Legs. Sometimes it's you know sometimes it's, it's yeah. that kind of a punch or, you know, I but think when he knocked out Molina that time, John, he was just like. It was just came from his hip, you know. Yeah. Brazil, like that, that knockout. Mm. Like it, it's, it's you can understand why when he knocked Fury down the first time, he pretty much went over to his corner thinking, "That's it, it's all over." Yeah. I have this. This one was peach perfect textbook right hand. It was it was perfect yeah. from from everything from from the foot to the hip to the shoulder fully turned. When you look at it, when when he makes contact, his shoulder is like it's fully extended. You know, it's yeah. fully closed. So if people. He's underrated about his, his technical ability, and you're there describing the knockout punch as being perfect because it's not as if he was reaching for it. No, it was like perfect. He shot. hit right through the target, so that would suggest that the technique. So, we, do we not give him enough credit? No, I don't think so. And he's 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 obviously doing something right to close the distance because Ortiz knows you know he's not going to be caught in any traps mm. with all the amateur bets he had. He's seen that's his talent. That's his skill. You know, that knockout is just, okay, you might have a better jab than me or you might have better footwork or better movement, but I've got, this is my skill. You know, this is yeah. what I've worked on my whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, so that's my weapon. I think he's similar in frame, I don't know, to Tommy Heron's obviously a bigger version. Yeah. but Tommy had the same thing. Yeah. yeah you yeah. were a big puncher as well. So do you know, Do you, can you feel it, the home run shot when you land? That the thing is, it's the one you don't look for. It's the one you just don't, but as soon as it touches, as soon as it lands, you know straight away. You know straight away. So is that why you perfected the walk off? Yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> I used to be walking away, and then did that just happen? You know, did I just do that? You know, You're like just being respectful uh, to no. your opponent. No, going no, into the I, neutral corner. I just just like boom, and then I'd be walking away before even actually having a thought of throwing the punch. Just happens like that. You know, it's the one you don't think. It's the one you do automatically. Where the repetition of all the training just comes out. You know, where it comes naturally. Mm. So. I think the extension he gets on his punches is where he's dangerous. So, 
ironically the best way to beat him was probably to get in there and close the gap. Don't let him get that extension on his shots. Yeah, stay close or stay stay at, at the end. Like you know, stay completely away. So like <laughs> the likes of Andy Ruiz might have a good chance. A good inside fighter who could work the body, maybe. I think you'd see like someone like Tommy Hearns versus Pepino Cuevas. Something about Tommy, he always like, and even Duran, you know, like, he always like fighting short. The kind of those type of fighters, I think. Wilder just stay okay. firm, stay firm, line him up. So who yeah. who would you give the best chance then? Fury, Fury one, Fury is the only one. If you think of Ruiz, he got caught by Joshua. If that's Wilder, Ruiz doesn't get up. It's true. Like the fight I want to see. Obviously, I'm looking forward to Fury and. Wilder, but there's something about Joshua and Wilder. Oh, absolutely. Because obviously so, we know Wilder's the, he's got the one punch knockout power. Joshua has knockout power as well. But that could be a one round job, that fight. Yeah, we've never seen Wilder get knocked down. We've saw, like it was close in the first fight against Ortiz. He got hurt against Brazil in the last fight. He gets hurt in yeah, most Fury fights, he had he's him. never yeah, gone down. Had no, that's, that's why, good, that's yeah. a good point. That's I, was, I said it last week, yeah. like, he has this kind of divine right or something that he has this belief that there's a bigger power in there with him. And that's a very hard thing to beat when a man truly has that belief. Yeah, yeah. you could actually see him, you wouldn't be surprised in one of these fights if he's out, like you think he's done, ref's about to stop it, and he just throws one final one and, uh, he has and, and like, stops that fight. He's such a um, showman too, isn't he? You know, obviously the, the outfit and the ring walk, but just his presence in the ring and after he... Oh, one jumping up on the rope and just, just standing there. He just like it's going to be some spectacle. Him and Fury. Yeah, the whole division. There's no. Like, we're going to get some good fights. Like it's about time, isn't it? Yeah, it's about like, we, time. We've had a few, but they're still like these guys have to be. They'll be around for the next few years. You'd have to think so. And there's a decent crop coming through as well. So what should... do we need? What's the best outcome with the Joshua Ruiz rematch? If we want to see, like, do we need Joshua to win? Probably need Joshua to win. Don't. don't yeah, think, uh, conclusively. If it's, an, if it's sort of a, yeah. a scam job, that wouldn't do anyone any favours. But uh, no, I think if he wins conclusively, like everyone expected him to do the first time, he can just move on and can be a, just a blemish on his record the first fight. So, But it is, it's exciting times anyway. Um, on the undercard, we were talking about the sibling factor and poor Marcellus Wilder got... I heard that, yeah. Laid out. Yeah. And the commentators were saying, oh, maybe this is why Wilder's off boil a little bit. He's like, he's emotionally affected. And then within seconds, <laughs> he just cleans your man out. So I don't think that was an issue. But Would that be a thing for you if you were fighting with, say, not even a relative or a sibling, but just a really close friend and you're obviously there, you're on after them and they get knocked out? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Even like in the amateur team, when all the team is losing, and you have to go. Like if you go to like say you went to a country and everyone was getting beat by the other country, <laughs> it does have a little like oh, you know? <laughs> Jeez, these guys are good. You know who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. If, I'm sure it must have affected him. Of course it would. Your brother getting knocked out like that. I don't know what their relationship is like. Some guys can handle it. Some guys are not. You know, I don't know. Know. Yeah, well, he managed to come through it anyway and yes, yeah. passed his own test with flying colours. Um, like, yeah, like you said, everything up to that point doesn't doesn't really matter if he wins by knockout. Even it, it was a pretty much a boring fight. There wasn't much in it, was there? You know, a few few left hands from Ruiz. What? Yeah, Harry Potter fan? No. No, not a Harry Potter fan. Oh, I was going to make a reference that. Go on, throw it up, throw it up, throw it up. You're on the wrong podcast I here. What, I don't know what the subset of uh, boxing fans and Harry Potter fans. Go on, throw it up. Quidditch, you know Quidditch? Yeah, I know what so, it is. So uh, it's just basically like a game in football. So you you get points for throwing it through the little hoop. But there's a golden snitch that flies around, and when yeah. you catch that, yeah. you get 150 points, and the game is over. Yeah. And Wilder's got the golden snitch in his right hand because he can just. It doesn't matter what the po score is on I'm the cards. I'm using that next time I'm on Sky Sports. You're welcome. I've never commentated on a, few, a while in a fight. Just credit me. <laughs> make sure you put on the, the Harry Potter glasses when you're saying that. <laughs> uh, so that, that's, my, uh, that's my reference for today. So Just, I actually, I haven't seen that much of Harry Potter, but I've seen enough of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's well, a big When Ireland beat Bulgaria <laughs> in the World Cup final in the, in the fourth book, they were 160 points down Bulgaria and your man goes and catches the golden snitch. They get 150 points, the game's over, but they lose by 10. It's like, he was being selfish. He went like a Cristiano Ronaldo type. I want to get all the glory and wrap it Edit up. Edit all this out. Yeah. Edit all this out. Yeah, let's, move on to, <laughs> let's move on to a real sportsman, Paddy Barnes, who uh, packed it in after, like he said himself, it was never his dream to be a professional. It was his dream to be an Olympian and he achieved that three times over. 
So like a great amateur career and mm -hmm. hopefully he can pass on those amateur credentials to the next crop in his yeah. new role. But was, you know, at some point saying, I remember meeting Paddy while he was still amateur and he was just asking me for some advice about turning pro and it was purely financial for him. I guess that when you look at the decisions he made in his career, probably going too early, not probably, but going too early for a world title fight. Um, that that says that it's financial, you know, that it was a job to him, it wasn't a, wasn't a passion. But in terms of an amateur, he's up there with the show for the greatest boxer, you know, amateur boxer, you know, you, I don't want to leave anybody out, but he's up there with with the likes of, obviously, Crute, Kennedy, and these guys. Michael Con Conlon. Conlon. Michael Conlon Jason said... Jason Quigley, Joe Ward, those guys, they're, in, you know, that's, they're the top top guys as amateurs. There's only, the, he's, there's only two male athletes that have ever medaled at consecutive Olympic Games, and he's the only Irish boxer to do it. Mm. So that'll tell you. Yeah. And even what I loved about... The difference between 08 and 2012, same opponent, and he, like, you know, count back against um, Shiming Zhu or Zhu Shiming? Whatever you're having. <laughs> it's like the Park Jisung, Jisung Park scenario. So Young Men Song, Song Young Men. Yeah, yeah. I'd normally go Shiming Zhu, but here I don't know. I'll just follow Jimmy McGee's lead on that, that's what he called him. So. But he, the fact that he, had, that just showed how much he'd improved and learned from the four years ago and you know he, he was so unlucky not to, to beat him that time. Well, he, he beat him but just you know China being China strong power and him being the, the reigning champion it's tough to beat it tough to get yeah him. you have to tough wrestle to that yeah. yeah yeah and his legacy like Michael Conlon said he wouldn't have gotten to the heights that he got to if it wasn't for Paddy Barnes blazing that trail so look Paddy Barnes probably saved the high performance you know we wouldn't be here because they sent Paddy Barnes as an afterthought to the World Championships in 2008, and Paddy was the only one to qualify. So it kind of kept the thing going. Like, had, he was the only one, I think, got to, what did he get the last eight of that World Championships and that qualified him for, for Beijing. So I, I, like, I think, like, there would have been serious questions being asked at high performance had Paddy Barnes not won it then, you know? Yeah. And not won it, but qualified for the Olympics. And then you saw what happened, what happened and what, what the rest of the team did, so. Irish boxer knows him a lot, and now he's been rewarded with a role within the Ulster, Ulster yeah. amateur team. So he's team, the so. club development officer for Ulster within the IABA, which is a it's an important role. So he's bringing through that whole crop, and we know how successful the Ulster division of Irish boxers has been. So yeah. he has a good relationship with John Conlon, who seems to be heading it up there. So ideal, and it's great that like it, it's great that he had he's been given that role because he he's due it, you know, he's due yeah. that, due that. And he's a good joker. What do you like in his new role? <laughs> oh, I'll say he'll be on the ball now. I don't yeah, say there'll yeah. be any messing. Like, he'll know, he'll know yeah. all the tricks. There'll be no messing around. Yeah. Um, Eric Donovan had a good win at the weekend. Yeah. Apparently a very slick performance, so yeah. he can be pleased with that. Yeah. Bit, bit of issues with Kenneth Egan getting to the fight, but that's the second time in a row they've had flight issues. Yeah. The lads need to plan these things a bit don't better. Don't be flying on the day of the fight. No. no. It's mad. You don't have to worry about jet lag, but it's more the logistics of, mm. of getting there. But anything can happen. All's well that ends well. Um, yeah, I spoke to him. Said it was. He said he actually didn't mind the thing with Kenny because it actually brought some attention to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he said your man was just a survivor. And he actually talked about me talking about big heads. And he said the guy had a big head, and um, he just stayed in his shell. So, but a good good exercise and finishes the year with a win. And. Uh, now it's time to press on. He knows that. He said it himself that it's time to push on and try and, try and, get, and, try and get a crack. Yeah. yeah. And he put up a, it was a poignant enough picture he put up a couple of weeks ago of him after getting his yearly scan. And he was like, I don't know if I'll be getting this this time next year. So he, he kind of seems to know that. It's dangerous to have those thoughts though. You know, like once you're kind of one foot in, one foot out, mm. or having those thoughts, I think you should just put the foot down and plough on now. Probably doesn't feel like he's far enough, as far along as he should be with the talent that he's got, but... If he started late and, you know, I mean, even he was saying the same himself, he used to think like, wow, just winning the Irish title would be such an achievement, but he's done that now and he wants more. So, in terms of what he wanted when he turned pro, he's, he's surpassed it, so... Well, like, it's, it's, a shot, it's a shot to nothing, but he has to give it his all. It's a typical yeah. situation. Like, he's got nothing to lose, but he still has to give it everything. Yeah, he needs to, he to, be, needs to have a crack before he hangs up the gloves. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully he can come to come about. Yeah, and also last weekend um, on the Irish scene, uh, Tyrone McKenna 
did his or yeah. kept up his end of the bargain as did O'Hara Davis, so that fight's still uh, on course to happen in the golden contract. So I didn't see it, but apparently boxed very well. Yeah, and unlike him, he actually used his height to his advantage and uh, boxed at range, and it was really impressive. So, yeah. like, it's there's a huge card for all the lads in that tournament. That you know, it's a great it's a great platform almost to him and O'Hara will be be a big finish. Won't it be a yeah. good final? And then on the amateur side of things, the, the elites were on on Friday, as we discussed last week. It's not the full compliment that most people would have, who tuned in wouldn't have been expecting to see maybe a few of the more recognisable names, but those who did turn up put on a good show, and Michaela Walsh, uh, star among them, she's just one of the most prolific uh, domestic champions we've seen in a long time. So she won, as did her brother Aidan, so the first siblings to win elite finals on the same night, so uh, credit to them. And then uh, we earmarked it last I, week. I don't think they're the first. Yeah, probably first. Boy, what about the Reynolds brothers? I'm sure they were champions. Boy and girl. Oh, boy and girl, On yeah. the same yeah. day, yeah. And then, yeah, Christina Desmond and Grania Walsh as well, which we said last week. Another tough fight. It just seems like Desmond's going to have Walsh's number in that matchup. They're both on the same level, but it's just it's, it's a bad matchup for Grania. So, but congrats to, to Tina and everyone else who, who won championships at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, moving on to this weekend... Carl Frampton's back in action. Yeah. And we were talking about all-time greats in Irish boxing. He's certainly up there. When it's all said and done, and people yeah. look back at his career, like what a fighter he's been, but he still thinks he's got more in the tank and wants another shot at a world title. Leo Santa Cruz was on the Wilder undercard. Uh, four, or is, was he a three-weight world champion? Four-weight world champion now. And he didn't call out Frampton after the fight, even though Frampton was ringside. He called out Gervonta Davis. So it doesn't look like that trilogy's going to happen which is a shame, but Frampton's got his own designs. Jamal Herring he's looking at, p potentially in Belfast. But he has to get through this weekend, and it's, it's, no, it's not a gimme by any means. Yeah, not just had a quick look at, I haven't studied him a lot, but I will do, but he's, he's tricky, tricky. McCurry, yeah, he's a tricky, tricky opponent. What, what, um, what is, like, what's the plan for Frampton? Just win this fight, get your world title shot. Has he got two fights left? He comes through this, he, he's... <laughs> It seems like they'll they'll get a title fight for him, doesn't it? I don't yeah, know. At super featherweight now, yeah, which super feather. Which um, if he wins that, like three weight world champion, he goes out on his own in that's, Irish that's, terms. That's what he's bidding for, isn't it? That's that's probably one of the motivations, and I'm sure it's financial as well because that's life. But that's that's probably the biggest motivation is that that chance to be a three weight world champion, and. Uh, like you've got Oscar Valdez there as well. Who fights. We spent a lot of time with each other this week, and I'm sure you followed them on, on social media. They're kind of been doing a lot of the same things promotionally with top rank. Yeah. So, so those those two fights are very easy, isn't it? Jamal Herring and and Valdez because they're naturally. And Herring, like I said, Belfast there, and they're uh, unusually enough. They're kind of talking about that as a potential Belfast fight, and you you think it's unusual for a world champion of Herring, who's gotten a bit of buzz on ESPN mm -hmm. that he'd be willing to come over, but he. I suppose it makes sense in the terms of you get a huge gate over here and then you've got the ESPN platform as well. Aim very well yeah. to come over. That's it. Once they get paid, I'm mm. sure. But this is no gimme. This is no gimme this weekend. No. Tyler McCreary is a really tricky, good, polished, American-style slick fighter. Um, like, well, Frampton said he's best when he has aggressive guys. This guy is not aggressive. You know, I, this guy will stand and Frampton will show what he's got now. Mm. Can he break this guy down? Can he show, you know, um, can he load this guy in to, to, be, to leave him open for counters? I, I don't believe, I think Frampton's been very unlucky this year. And obviously with the injuries and then the, ha the, 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 the accident and all that, I still think there's he got a lot, lot, to, give, lot to offer. I, yeah. don't, I don't, like, whatever about the fight with Warrington was lost early, you know, but he's still stuck in there. And um, you look at his win over the near, and how good that looks now, considering what Dene has done. So I think, like he dominated Dene. You know, yeah. Dene was never really in that fight. And so. on that same point, like the Warrington loss, it looks a lot better now in retrospect. That Warrington has, you know, he's really kicked on and shown he's uh, elite level world champion. So there's no shame in losing to him. There was talk of that rematch as well. That seems unlikely. I think Warrington has designs of his own. Maybe try and get to America. It's hard to go over all ground, isn't it? You know, yeah. especially when the first one. W was was well well won, you know. It wasn't that tight, but it was just lost in the first couple of rounds. It was just, just a shame for Frampton, but yeah, um, yeah. I think he's got a lot, lot, lot left. But this this will show us. This will show us this week because 
even though he's performed well, this long layoff and the setbacks and all of that yeah. does does have an effect. And in, 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 in he's not a, what's he now? He must be thirty four, is he now? Probably three, I think thirty three. So he's still still young. Yeah. Even if he even if he goes and challenges for a title in the third division, that's an incredible achievement, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And if he wins it, that's like there is this talk, and there has been down the years that he doesn't get the recognition on the island of Ireland because, especially down in the south of Ireland, because he's from Belfast, he doesn't get the same recognition that he would if he was from mm. outside. It's the same with, with, with Burnett, isn't it? You know, it's the same. Yeah. Well, Conan doesn't, doesn't have that problem. You know, Conan gets it, but that's because that's Conan, the difference between Conan and those guys is the amateur career. Yeah. Representing Ireland at the Olympics is it's huge and builds you know, it puts your name out there and people obviously well how McConnell he became a household name almost, you know, because yeah. of the controversy, but that's the thing. That's the thing with those guys. The cultural difference between Belfast and, and the rest of Ireland is is incredible. It's only really when you go up there and see like going to Frampton fights and Conlon fights even. I was blown away at Conlon's fight in the summer. The, he's just revered up there. Mm. They've they got attrition in the history of going to fights. They'll go to fights, like you know. They Conan said he fought in that field as a, as a child. Like it's just. It's just I said he had a crowd then as well. That was only two people. Oh, it's a fight! Yeah, Come on. We'll go over here and watch this fight. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's not, there's not, there's not a, the tradition. Of, there used to be in Dublin, but there's not anymore. You know, and they have to build that. They have to build that in, in Ireland. You know, like you need, or you need to have a, you need TV, obviously. You need to get some hype behind. it. A good local fighter yeah. will sell tickets. I should make the point as well that Bellator are coming back to the three arena for yeah. I think this is the thirteenth uh, major fight in that arena since Macklin fought Highland, mm. and none of them have been boxing. So if MMA can happen with no security issues and similar demographic of people going to these fights. I'm not sure how much water is being held in the argument that boxing can't happen at that arena. So, especially know, for the likes of Katie know. Taylor, who, yeah, Katie who Taylor. herself, if she's not willing to say it, like her team probably aren't willing to say it, but she wants to fight at home. She wants the homecoming and she'd pack out that arena no problem. And with the right card, you can I imagine what so, occasion yeah. that would be. See, so if Katie Taylor fights in London, or say she fights in wherever, there's not a whole, there's not, not a big push they have to do. You know what I mean? Like it just, there's no she's over. on the card. Yeah, it's already like the, the 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 fan base is there. They know where the fights are. They follow Matron. They follow IFL, and they know when the fights are. So they just go. You know what I mean? Where if they come here, it's Katie's kind of going to have to do the whole circuit of TV, radio, newspapers. Eddie Hearn's going to have to do all that. Brian Peters going to have to do all that. They're going to, and then they're still going to. So gonna have to be be tight with selling like I don't, I don't know. know. I think she. I think, so. I think she. Do. I think if Katie just, Taylor, yeah. if you announced Katie Taylor was fighting in Dublin next week against, I think now there's probably there's probably, yeah, there's probably there's the appetite for it now. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm using Katie Taylor as the example. There are other fighters who put their hand up for that kind of fight, Absolutely, but yeah. she would be the headliner on on an ideal card like that. And to your point, Andy, that's the kind of image that will kickstart hopefully something in Dublin because people still talk about those Steve Collins nights they still talk about them like uh, Adam Smith and the likes talk mm. about their memories of that and you can imagine what the reception would be like if they did it in the three arena or an outdoor arena outside of Dublin even but you know I just thought I think it's a point worth making that no, there's, there's, a, there's a market for a combat point, sports it's disappointing yeah. isn't it disappointing and several cards happen around the city uh, smaller hall shows and they go off without issues so I think um People need to come together and maybe, I don't think people are going to be buying that line too much longer if Katie has another full year uh, fighting elsewhere. Um, speaking of Irish fighters fighting abroad, Spike O'Sullivan has been flying that flag for a long time and another big, big fight for him, Jaime Munguia. Um, in, San <laughs> in San Antonio. Yeah, he was, um, I, I actually was more following himself and Packy's flight. They yeah. were <laughs> great crack. The to and fro and just I was like, that must have been a long flight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first fight at the weight, they're probably looking at Spike O'Sullivan thinking a middleweight that we can kind of manoeuvre into a, a decent win for us as our debut, but Spike won't be looking at it that way. And as a big puncher himself, he'll fancy his chances. Yeah, and he's got to, he's got to take a huge a lot of encouragement from the performance against Dennis Hogan. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I like the outfit. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> yeah like, he always dresses smart, in fairness, yeah. Spike. And so he's going to be trying to 
make up for for what happened against Lemieux, where you know people gave him a good chance in that fight, and it was all over very quickly. So and he's got to make up for some lost time. It seems yeah. it's been a while since he's been back on this kind of a platform. Um, Hopefully, he's getting well paid. Yeah, as I assume he is. It's in the lads look like they were in first class. So. <laughs> Yeah. But Packy said when he was in that time that all this travel into Boston, he's got serious Aer Lingus points, <laughs> so he's getting into the lounge no problem. So, um, Yeah, it's a good fight. What's the date? February? Uh, early February. 11th so. of January. Is it? Yeah. yeah. The 11th of January? Yeah. What's the first that? real... January no, I assumed it was February. Because January's down to boxing month. It's, it's coming around. <laughs> no Christmas. Gone. Yeah, that's it. Just well, he's been training though. He has been turkey, training. Turkey, but no gravy. Uh, no problem with the turkey. Any like, sparring with with the spike? Me ever? No, never sparred him. No, not even as an amateur. Have you slung Jason in with him yet? No. Um, no, but I, we can. We can. Yeah, we will. If he, if, if they do want some rounds or Paddy to give him some, give him some work. And speaking of uh, Jason, hopefully we'll get you on Skype, but you'll be on your travels next week and yeah. next Thursday. I'll Jason's be, yeah. fight. He's fighting in uh, Orange in the Hangout, Orange County. Abraham Carrada, we spoke about it a lot now, yeah, but yeah. Um, he had his last spa last week. He's in really good shape. He's mentally in a good place. It's time to work. Time to do it now. He's probably as excited as I just to get in there and. Uh, mm. It's time, and he has to look good. He knows that he has to look good in this fight. So. Um, do we know if we're going to be able to watch this on TV yet? I have no idea. I will let you guys know. Yeah, I think Air Sport. It was quite late in the day when they. Yeah. So it could be something similar this time. Um, Next week as well, Dennis Hogan is in action. Yeah. That's Jermaine Charlo. And Charlo, like, Hogan's giving it the whole spiel again that he's such a confident guy and Charlo's uh, not buying it as such. But off the back of Charlo, or Hogan's last performance, I'm certainly giving him I'm a, not a big shout. No, no. And even so, the, the, when we talked into the fight and then the performance, and then he came in a few weeks after. So. You were, you were just about ready to turn pro after that I, show. Was, like, I was like, here, like I'll, I'll move to Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was. And I actually met him <coughs> after uh, he was walking around the city centre in the shorts. And I was like, yeah. After the show? After the show. Um, I just thought, Shadow boxing? I, no, but I just thought, I don't think it's really shorts weather, Dennis. Like, you know, but yeah, he probably believes it was warm enough, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's got a good, like, he, he's great. Uh, he, ha, he, has, he can't write yeah. him off. He's got this huge belief in himself. He's got a, his coach is quite is an interesting guy, and he seems to always have a plan. Um, so we'll see how he goes. Now it's like, I, I'm just pretty sure they can obviously support Dennis, hope he wins, but I think it's a tough, tough task going in Machado, who's an athletic, power punching American fighter. You know, I think it's a tough, tough fight, tough mix of style. Somebody like Mungia who will come forward and be there and give you opportunities is is a good match for, for Dennis. But this, I think, is a tough style. Yeah, and he, he's moving up uh, to one sixty. The size difference as well. Like he he had fought at light heavyweight earlier in his career, but that was more of a a discipline thing. He's spoken about it himself that he probably wasn't making the weight quite right. And once he started living the life, as it were. Uh, he got naturally down to 154, so 160 is a bit of a it's a bit of a step up for him. But but it's a nice, like obviously we hope him, but it's nice. It like if he can pull off the win, it's a huge win. It's a oh. huge upset. Like if he pulls off the win in boxing, maybe it won't be have the bigger reverberations of 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 Ruiz and, and Joshua. But it's just as big as an upset in in terms of you know mm. how how highly like now Charlo he's obviously Carbob. Probably beat him, but Karabov and Dennis Hogan are two different fighters, two different styles completely, you know. But um, so he he can he can he, he can get at him, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. It's an interesting fight. I know there's a huge, huge uh, going to be huge fans there for him. Like I know a lot of guys in New York, and they've all like James Moore, the former amateur yeah. world brand medalist. He has two bars, and and he's sold like four or five bus buses coming from Queens. That's great. Uh, it's great tickets. that he's getting these fights now. Because, you know, he's obviously gone down a different path to other Irish fighters. Himself and TJ Johnny are kind of similar in the, the Australian side of things. And both, you know, obviously had world titles. So obviously TJ won a world title, but they're getting the shots now. And they're kind of, they're, they're coming late to it. But, yeah, if he wins, it's, it's massive. Yeah. 
And he's, he's one of the most interesting people we've had on the show, I think. Um, he definitely is. He, like, there's a career for him outside of this. Ah, oh, he's a motivational speaker. <laughs> yeah, right there, is, there is, there is. Like, I remember looking at him up. Um, we had him on. We did the career interview with him before the Mungia fight, and then we had him on in studio, actually, after the fight. So both of them are worth checking out. But looking at his... Uh, public speaking arrangements like it's Dennis Hogan and then it's like former Australian president and then like all these huge names so he's in that kind of yeah. <laughs> rarefied air so he's obviously well, he's lived a life and he said like he's had that abusive time with alcohol and but switched it up took a chance went to Australia and so yeah hopefully we'll, uh, if we can catch up with him on one of the off the ball shows before that fight uh, make sure to keep an eye out for that on the undercard uh, interesting fight oh Kyle yeah you went junior yeah, so you, you and Declan Taylor interacting on this yeah, one. You yeah. put him on the spot. Yeah, of course. What do you yeah. think is going to happen in that fight? No idea. No idea. <coughs> they, have, so if you were in, uh, if you were in Junior's corner, what would I say what to would him? You say to him? How does he win? Well, it doesn't matter what you say to him. He's going to ignore you. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he can do to. <laughs> uh, he can't box Karabov. He can't stay on the outside, and he has to just try and pressure Karabov, and hopefully the older man will break. But we've seen Karabov pressured by better fighters like that Jukazi, the super middleweight now, former super middleweight champion who fought, who beat Darrell. Like he, he pressured Karabov and Karabov knocked him out. You know. Well, so what was your approach? My approach was to take the distance, keep taking the distance from him, keep just jabbing and stepping back, jabbing and stepping back, let him fall short, keep keep my shoulders and just let it flow, and it wasn't working. <laughs> 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 Until I landed a shot. Back to what you were saying about Wilder earlier on. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. working. Until, uh, and he knew, like, what the, he knew the you switch, had that switch ball. What's it called again? Oh, I caught the switch. The ball. golden snitch. The golden snitch. That's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. Looking forward to LA. You gotta. If you're, I know. Obviously, you don't want to be doing it around the lads, but in and out burger. No, yeah. Get, like, get it can't be if, if Jason's trying to look after himself. That'll be our reward. We'll go yeah. for that Friday. Get that up Friday. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Send you some Instagrams or something. Eight hour time difference, we'll be recording, we'll be Skyping you at four o'clock in the morning uh, next weekend. Yeah. So hopefully, um, you'll probably be getting in at that time. I'll probably be still awake. Who That's knows? good. Yeah. Still jet lagged. Um, so we might get a word on Joshua Ruiz next week, but in case we don't, have you no, got a gut feeling? No idea. 50 50? No I think it's going to be a repeat. I'm going, if I had to put, stretch, put my neck on the line, I'd say Ruiz. I don't see their improvement being. I think the damage would be more than the improvement, the, the mental damage, the emotional damage, more than the technical improvements. Yeah. You brought in this Cuban coach who's very well regarded. Let's see how that that affects things. Could make things better. Could make things worse. Mm. He just needs to jab and hold him. He be a Klitschko like performance, like you know, stiff arm him, jab him, move, 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 box off a of rhythm. That's what if he did that for twelve rounds, would people just? Uh, have a different opinion of him then. I think yeah. he's, he has evolved where obviously the tougher the opponents got, he had to obviously be more but I think even if he does that, at some point he'll, he'll land a punch on Ruiz. Because he had him hurt the first time. What do you, th what are you guys thinking? Uh, we'll, we'll discuss it in depth oh, next come on, week. Come on, come on, come on. I think... Before, the, before all the hype... Probably lean towards... The next 10 days is going to be a lot of... I think I lean towards Joshua just. Yeah. I went Joshua early stoppage last time, and I remember obviously when he knocked him down, I thought, yeah, this this is what I thought was going to happen. And then obviously Ruiz went into survival mode and turned it around. But I think if it happens like that again, Joshua will put him away. Yeah, very good documentary on his own if, if you get watched a chance it, to look yeah, at it. Yeah, watched it's it. Good, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. But I was saying. The other thing that they had, and they had like rappers. DJ Khaled and all that. We're like, did you see that thing? We're talking about, talking about as experts, as boxing experts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a miss, but it was good. Stallone was good. Stallone. I enjoyed it. Stallone Mike Tyson. Good. Yeah, Tyson was crazy. Our uh, friend, friend of the show, Jerry Cooney was in there. Jerry Cooney, uh, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren was in there. Yeah. Yeah. I to watch it, but it's great. Yeah, go. It's good, it's good, good stuff. See, they clearly, they clearly had all these lads in to talk about, oh, I wanted to see the aftermath. Did mm. you? That's what I want to see. I want to see the reaction in the dressing room. Yeah, know. I thought there was going to be more dressing room That's stuff. what I wanted. You know, I just want to see the pickup. Everyone knows what happened at the fight. Mm. But it's you just know if Ruiz loses, by the way, it'll be 
blamed on all the weight he lost. Yeah. He was better when he was on the Snickers. Apparently he hasn't lost that much weight. It's actually, Josh was had, lost, Josh was lost a bit of weight. Yeah, he had a lot to lose. <laughs> Didn't he, Ruiz? Like, look at the, even the slow-mo's with those yeah. shots. And he's, <laughs> that shot as well where he's standing over Joshua, like when Joshua's on the ground and you see the belly sticking out. It's good, isn't it? It's great, it's great. Just going on, yeah, Fantastic. that's my boy. <laughs> I was trying. Damien Delaney was in yesterday. I was trying to explain to him that like that wasn't a fluke. Like, Ruiz is actually that. a good fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, no, they they couldn't they couldn't get over, could they? Like <laughs> Joe, Joe Joe Malloy and Damien Delaney, they couldn't get over. I don't like, think people realise. They were kind of going like, "Yeah, yeah, but surely like, not." I was like, yeah. no, no, even no. now they want even like yeah. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't just plucked out of a bar. Yeah, no, like, even though he, he might look like that, but yeah. he, he certainly like, he's been boxing a long time. Yeah. And he's got that uh, <laughs> residual sort of that instincts that Joshua doesn't have. So. He was hungry that first time. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. I'm seeing like in it, like I was watching even in that documentary. All different things I've watched. He's driving around the Ro Rolls Royce and things. Uh, that that might not be there. So yeah. it'll be, and the, you don't know what kind of factor said he. Those purses being banded around. Can they be real? Eighty million. Oh he, well, I. What was the side fee? I know someone will tweet about it anyway on the night. Yeah. <laughs> the, side, <laughs> yeah. the side fee was something crazy. That's before gate and pay-per-view and everything's taken into account. So mm. that could be, it could be any number. Um, we've got the Off the Brawl mailbag, which I've been neglecting for a few months, but I've got two questions in there that Oof. I might put to you. But any other news that I've missed, Phil? Um, no, I'm just thinking of other fights this weekend. Celia Brackhouse is fighting. Yeah, against, or the against Bustas. This Monaco card, that's a good card. Mm. Andy knows all about Monaco. I know about it. I don't know anybody else besides Selena. I know I've seen Bustas fight Katie Taylor. Yeah. She gave Katie a decent fight early yeah, in the fight. Um, Fury, Huyui Fury looking to get back onto the winning ways. Apparently, this main event, um, Boutiev and Bus. Best Putin. Putin. Yeah. It's supposed to be a cracker. No yeah. one knows who they are, but <laughs> Andy Clark reassures you that it's going to be actually a great fight because he's followed all those guys as amateurs and stuff, and he said it's going to be a classic. Yeah. So, and the, I don't know if anyone's actually seen this setup, but it's like a banquet. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I've been in the. It's it's in the casino yeah. in Monte Carlo. Black tie event. Yeah, no, it's formal kind of formal. People eating their dinner while you're. No, there's none of that. It's like, but like, there's only like maybe four rows of seats, and no one's really interested in the fights. They just want, they're just there. <laughs> I remember Chisora fought on that, and it was absolutely horrific. Remember that fight? <laughs> he was, was so bored. Like that was a bad fight, though. He lost that fight, didn't he? Yeah, it was a European title challenge. Yeah, he yeah. was like, he couldn't get up for it at all. Yeah, did we know atmosphere? I saw a great fight there, uh, Murray and Glavkin. It was. It was a great fight. That was a great fight. Yeah, it was. That, that was deserved to be. Golovkin in his absolute yeah, prime. Yeah, and Murray just threw him everything at him. Like. Yeah, and took everything. And, and you know, it's a good fight. Good fight. Poor Martin Murray. And Haki Bundler, he fought there. That was a great fight too. It was a fight as well. Tete's fighting this weekend as well. Yeah. So the, he missed out on the World Boxing Super Series final through injury. So that's a fight that could be made himself in the Nui. And Teddy's a good fighter. So um, we'll see what happens there. These, uh, these couple of questions, Andy. What fight has Andy watched more than any other? Oh, that's from Mark and Dungannon. Hey, Mark. <laughs> but he put me on the spot. That doesn't um, have to be your own. I, I know. That could be. Any I have never watched mine. I've never really watched mine. Hagler Hearns, you ever watched it? Watched that a lot. Yeah, it was always heartbreaking to watch it. In Is there any fight that Manny Stewart would just keep putting in and showing you stuff? Um, oh, I've watched. I've watched Tommy Hearns for Pino Cuevas a lot. I watched a lot of the Crunk Sparring. Um, a lot of fights. Who would Emmanuel always put on? He'd put on a lot of the Kronk fights. All of those got Hill McKenty's first world title fight when he won a championship. Um, but I've watched, yeah, Tommy Hearns, even Tommy Hearns' James Shula, which is one of Tommy's best knockouts. And Duran, obviously. I would have watched all those fights a lot. Um, but, phew, it's really putting me on the spot now. I have a think about it when Roland have tells us how he watched Prince Nassim and Tom Boom Boom Johnson yeah. over and over Kevin again. Kelly against the <laughs> Naz is one of my favourite fights. Have you got any? I like the Calzaghi and Lacey fight. Oh, yeah. I was always a fan of Joe Calzaghi and just Box loved. Nation would be showing that every day. I've seen it. I've Box Nation's it. coming to an end apparently. Yeah, that's, that's a shame. Because, out a little <laughs> because that's the kind of fight that they would show and they'd go round by round analysis and they'd have they'd have uh, a panel in the studio kind of looking back on each round and the narrative around how Lacey was going to come over and, and beat Calzaghi and he was just never the same after it. But I just watched that, <coughs> uh, Calzaghi and Kester as well. 
Tris Dixon's podcast with Joe Kozak is one of the best. Oh, yeah? Have you listened to that? Like Boxing Life Stories, Tris Dixon. I've listened to the but I haven't heard that episode, mm, though. It's really, really good. Really Joe, good. Joe hasn't spoken that much since his dad passed this away. This was the first interview he did since, since his dad passed away, and he's just really honest. And Not a big fan of Joe. Nice, Not yeah. quite as big a fan of Phil. I, yeah, because I, yeah. I, I just... It, it co- coincided with the time I got Sky. Kozaki mm. was just kind of starting out. and Obviously, it was a good bit before he fought... Eubank, but he was coming in, he was knocking out lads, handy enough, but there was um, there was real talk of him, so I kind of, yeah, he, he Listen, listen to this out. podcast, because yeah, well, it goes into will, depth yeah. and all that stuff, and his yeah. career, and um, the troubles he had, and yes. I can't answer the question, because... Come on, Mark, and Dungan, and the baby. <laughs> Mark, I'm sorry. I Think about he, it. Yeah. If, if you can recommend over, a fight like, that he should pull on YouTube. Oh, now one of the fights I watch a lot. Ward is. Gabby. You, you just no, I, no, I watch. Um, you, huh? you just watch the one round. <laughs> yeah. Duran Leonard won. Oh yeah. For anybody who's a boxing fan, that's the fight you should watch. That's probably one of the greatest fights of all time, just in the intensity and the skill. And yeah. um, even for young boxers to watch that, watch the way they fight. The backstory of of that fight and obviously the rematch was probably more well known than No Mass um, fight, but yeah. Two brilliant Number fight. one, it's an unbelievable fight. And HBO used to have a great series. It's one of the shames that they're they're gone. They used to do um, those classic fights, like uh, sort of retrospectives. And there's a great one on Meldrick Taylor against Chavez, mm. which is absolutely crazy. And I was shared with one of the lads, Arthur, in the office, who wouldn't be a huge boxing fan. He didn't know he won. And it's just an, it's an insane <laughs> yeah. sort of story. No when spoilers here. Yeah, it's, it's just classic. <laughs> And here's a random one from uh, kind of for the floor. Who's the best boxer? Speaking of Martin Murray, who's the best boxer that never won a world title? Mm. This is a big thing. It's kind of like the, the accolade nobody wants, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. There was always that thing about Harold Graham, wasn't it? That he was. So it was Harold Graham Julian Jackson? Is that right? Yeah, Julian Jackson. He was around that time, wasn't Speaking he? Speaking of yeah. big punchers, mm. who you fought? It's Ju- John, his son. son. Yeah, John Jackson. Yeah. Um, I'd say Graham's got a decent shout for that. Decent shout, yeah. Murray, Macklin. Oof. Macklin's got a good shout, yeah, probably. Yeah, like that, that Macklin's got a good shout, yeah. yeah. Um, In recent times, yeah. Jamie Moore's got a good shout. Luke Campbell, if he doesn't do it. Luke Campbell, so far. Um, some guys just, just, it's just that little bit of an extra step that you need, like. Yeah. Isn't it? That's just. It's hard to think. There's a couple. The circumstances. Good question. Yeah, mm, it's a great question. Like there's a few out there currently that are haven't quite got there, like Dillian White's resume, ignoring the, the elephant in the room. He's apparently back for the Saudi Arabia card, so it's obviously been cleared well, up. That's the beauty of boxing, isn't it? Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know how they've managed it. There's some detail. Um, I know some detail about it, but it's not my business. See, the thing it. that I would always come back to on this is this went above boxing into the UK anti-doping board mm. on the night on the day of the fight, and they cleared him. And there's no vested interest from this athletics department in, in who makes money in boxing. So they said, okay, fine. So there's definitely something, there's an anomaly there. Yeah. So it'll come to light. He, he needed to say he wouldn't be allowed to box if he was serving a ban. Like, boxing's not that corrupt. He's a, Saudi Arabia might be a bit corrupt, but he's, boxing's not that bad. So, um, I don't know. I'd be interested if people want to get in touch with their thoughts on that one. The and maybe you give us some... Uh, Give us the questions the week before, yeah, like the day before or something. Come on, putting us on the spot. Yeah, Let us think about it. Travels <laughs> into the deep waters there. The lads, wa- style. the lads want to keep it uh, off the cuff, but if you want any more questions, you can comment on the iTunes um, comments and you'll find them there, or get me on Twitter or any of the lads here. Um, that's pretty much it, I think, lads. Yeah. Safe travels, Andy. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. You know, as soon as we stop this, you're like, oh, I should have said that. Yeah. That should have been the fighter I mentioned. Or we got it all out there, don't we? we? Yeah, but we can edit more stuff in after the fact. If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mind if we're wearing different clothes. Yeah, yeah. And just if my voice sounds like Roland, it was like... I'll just dub it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or subtitles, whatever. Yeah. Whatever happened. So that's our lot. As I mentioned, iTunes, Spotify. Where do you listen to your podcast, Andy? Uh, podcast app. Podcast <laughs> on my, app. On my headphones. So, uh, follow Andy's lead, get it there. <laughs> You can get it anywhere on the Off The Ball website as well. Um, That's about us for this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in.